The pair you are about to hear are not professionals. Their opinions and beliefs are not that. They are just two idiots that are spitting nonsense. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to a hello. sickly episode of uh, Spitting Nonsense Spitting Podcast. Nonsense. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's how our week Zach. has gone so far. <laughs> that's Zach, and yeah. I'm Jasmine, and um, we are sick. <laughs> yes, not, not not with COVID. Yep, uh, that's the COVID. plan. Um, I know Katie, my girlfriend, was also sick. She's feeling the same. Yep. She got COVID tested for her work. Uh, she's getting two COVID tests. The first one came back ne- negative, so that's a good sign, but they're going to do it again just to double check. But I guarantee you it's not COVID. From yeah. the symptoms, it just it feels like acute bronchitis. It just feels like now. a cold, honestly. Yeah. I just feel like I have a I, fucking cold. Like, that's literally it. That, and now the world is in a panic, so, like, anytime you fucking <laughs> cough or sneeze wrong, they're all like, oh, COVID. Like, I know. I I don't think it's COVID. I just think that I'm cold. I got a flu shot last uh, like before the end of the last year, so I don't. It could just be like the flu. I just got like the vaccine didn't work itself. But, well, yeah. Do you know yeah, how the, often my, the flu like mutates? You know what I mean. Like you could have a different yeah. version of the flu than what they vaccinated for because, like, I literally, know. you'd have to get a, a vaccination like every like three to six months, like for it to be effective. You understand what I'm saying? No, for I for different strains, for different strains. Uh-huh. Is what I'm yeah, thinking. and it always mute. It always mutates and changes, and yeah. yeah. So whatever it is, hopefully it goes away soon. I feel like shit. Uh, I have been. I am hopped up on cold medicine and heavily medicated for this podcast. So yeah, yeah. I just took some uh, uh, decongestants, and well, actually, not a decongestant, but a congestant because my nose was just like running, like it just wouldn't stop running. And I was just I like, oh having... my god. And I and I kept blowing my nose until it was like raw. And I was just like, Jesus, fuck. You know what I mean? That's what's been happening. Yeah. That's what's been happening to me. It's just running nose and then nose, like, one nose hole is running, one nose hole is like dry and stuffed up. So I get the I hate that. I'd rather of... both, yeah, like, do the same thing. That's a nightmare. I know. It, it is a nightmare. And they just switch back and forth and... Yeah, so I'm just dealing with it one minute, one step at a time. I feel a little high, but that's probably the meds talking, so. Yeah. Uh, anything yeah. else going on with this week? Uh, school's uh, back, you cl- know? Class? So. Oh, yeah. You started school this week. Yeah, finally. Uh, like, <laughs> Yeah. I don't know how I start after you and end before you, but uh, holler. Bless it's, it. Bless it be. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh... I, I mean, school's going fine. I've been able to keep up with my work, which is not hard. I only have two Zoom classes and everything else is like, do do this before the due date. Yeah, I um, have three Zoom so, classes and then one online class, which is do this before mm-hmm. the due date. Like, yeah. Yeah, but like the classes but, that I'm taking involve me, like one of them is like a Photoshop class. The other one is like 3D animation with SketchUp. The other one's technical uh, writing, and I really like that teacher. Like, he's the only one who really, like, made an impact. I'm like, wow, I really like this teacher on the first day. You know what I mean? And then yeah. Business 101, which makes me want to blow my fucking back of my skull out. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, got to take it. It's a requirement, right? Uh-huh. 
yeah, but teaches um, you about the the best of business and and all the rules that apply to it. And I feel like I live with it, a business book though, and how <laughs> none of it will relate to anything that you do in a real business in real life. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I, like I said, I feel like I live with a business book. Meaning, uh, his name is Brian. And uh, <laughs> me having to read a business book is seems counterproductive, honestly. But he's like a he's like a business slash finance book. I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like he, he already <laughs> he's knows. your own personal checkbook. I know, right? I'm, I'd be like, can yeah. I do an autobiography on Brian? <laughs> 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 oh God, yeah. But uh, what else went on this week besides me doing absolutely nothing with class? The inauguration. Uh, the inauguration happened today. I forgot oh, about yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe Biden did not uh, pardon Joe Exotic. Or, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Donald Trump did not uh, pardon Joe Exotic. But you know who he did pardon? Who? Lil Wayne. What? <laughs> Why? Donald Trump pardoned Lil Wayne today. Or, Why? Not, not today, yesterday. He had no power today, but he did. I don't know, and I can't explain it. I just know that he pardoned him. Okay. He didn't well, do anybody that's... like you know useful like Edward Snowden or Julian Assange. You know what I mean? But like, um, yeah. instead, he was just like, "Yeah, uh, what is a goon to a goblin?" And then pardoned him. You know what I mean? And I was just like, "What in the fucking shit is going on in this country?" <laughs> Yeah, also before okay. Trump left, he he lifted the the travel bans, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, okay. Like, yeah, because uh Biden's about to come back in and shut everything back down. Like even more oh, so you. than what what uh Trump had shut down, but Oh, and yeah. some in some personal news, um I got uh my surgery date, you know, cuz I'm getting that weight loss mm -hmm. surgery, so that's exciting. Um it shouldn't yeah. it shouldn't affect our weekend uploads cuz those get recorded ahead of time, but we might miss a week uh here uh, halfway through February. But I should be back yeah. uh, on the ball like the week afterwards. It'll be it'll be cool. So because of that, we're probably we either might record beforehand or we're just gonna put like a yeah yeah we might there. we might have something uh recorded up it'll probably be relatively short like 30 to an hour you know yeah something like that so, something like bad. uh you know I'm, this the spitting spoilers series like probably mm -hmm. along those lines yeah, I'm. I looked into the Little Wayne thing. So rapper Little Wayne received a pardon after pleading guilty to a gun possession charge in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I forgot to put that. I forgot to put that in the news because that was in my news list. Because when I write a news list, I don't include any like links or anything. I just like write a list of things that have like happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think that's just our little, uh, our uh, little tidbit of weird uh, real life news. Yeah, that's totally weird jokes. fucking news. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but, um, but uh, I guess let's get crackalacking on these stories, right? All right, all right. I think it starts with me. Oh yes, it does. It starts with the boys too. The boys. Uh, yes. The showrunner, Eric Kripke, he uh, is got really popular for doing Supernatural, you know, our boy. Um, oh, yeah. He uh, He's going to one-up it, man. Uh, a bunch of people didn't think he was really going to do this scene, but he has confirmed that uh, Season 3, Episode 6 is the hero-gasm arc. Uh, 
it's as bad as it sounds, man. Like, you thought the boys was uh, touchy on subjects, you know what I mean? Here we go. Like, there's going to be a mini-series based around a superhero orgy festival. Uh, A meta take on superhero crossovers and events. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm reading more into Eric, it. Eric Kripke found- like, tweeted out and said, From day one, everyone dared me to make this episode. Challenge me, motherfuckers. <laughs> and he's been challenged, and he's going to succeed. Yeah, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, damn. Like, I'm, I'm reading more into it. I found the, the synopsis for the miniseries. It's yeah. called Serogasm. It's funded by the company on the premise of being a gigantic superhero battle to the public. The quote-unquote heroes spend a weekend at an island resort running uh-huh. wild and indulging in reckless debauchery, primarily asked amounts of sex and use of illegal drugs. Yeah, yeah, like they're, yeah. they're going to go use a bunch of uh, drugs and uh, fuck each other till the sun comes up for days and days at a time, you know what I mean? Because they're superheroes and they can. And uh, yeah, I don't know how he's going to make it tie in because obviously he hasn't released anything else about season three besides the hero-gasm arc. We, so we have time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. it's it's a typically eight episode season, and it's going to be episode six, uh, as the picture states. It says three oh six hero gasm. So I was like, oh, amazing. All right. Well, we we'll we shall she we shall see what happens. We shall see what happens. Um, I, the I, it seems like every single season that they make of the boy, they always top themselves and go more hardcore. Yeah, with I it. didn't think that they could do it. Like after the first season, I was <laughs> like, "That bitch exploded in the first episode." Like that's fucking crazy. They stuck some C four up there. The the invisible dude exploded. You know what I mean? Like I'm just like, it, it, it's just a common theme that people are going to explode at this point. Like, and then at the end of season two, people's heads were just fucking popping like gushers, and I was just like, "Yep, more explosions." You know what I mean? Like it's just there was. <sighs> Talking about season two, I the think whale. Our, 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 our <laughs> he our killed boy, the deep whale, spoilers. dude. Uh, we. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, That's so funny to no, me. Like okay. they, like uh, they blew the whale out of the water and then, like, I know, man. savagely fucking drove a boat through it. Like he, it was, it was unintentional. They, they uh, he he tried to stop them with a the whale, thinking that they would stop, but instead they just kept going. Yeah, what that was the likely choice, you know what I mean? Like I'd stop if there was a whale, but you know, whatever. Yeah. It's butcher. It's butcher. He'll do anything. Yeah, Billy Butcher's it, fucking crazy psychotic. Enough. Yeah. Um, I was talk. I was gonna and now talk his about wife the is dead, so where... he's gonna be even more savage. Oh yeah, I was talk. I was gonna talk about the scene where Homelander just. Uh, lasers everybody in the crowd. And, <laughs> like, what? Not a dream though, like yeah. a day fantasy or whatever. It was. It was. It was a daydream that he had at that. He wanted to do that so bad, but when in it happened, of all the people that were booing him, I'd be like, "Oh, well, this explains it. That there's the downfall right there." Uh-huh. As he fucking uh, melts all the people in half, and I was like, "That's fucking cool." Like. <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> That's never been seen before. That was nice. Very pleasing. Yeah. To the eye. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll probably see more of that because it seems like Homelander is definitely coming unhinged. Definitely uh, <laughs> I think yeah. he's unhinged <laughs> at this point. Like, 
Yeah. Oh man. He's definitely but, unhinged. It was that breast milk oh, from yeah. season one that triggered it, me. I it's was like, yes, yeah, oh. he doesn't have enough breast milk. He needs more. <laughs> oh God. All right. Well, we'll move on off of that topic uh, to another one that's equally as exciting. You know, uh, apparently. Batman the Animated Series has a sequel reportedly in the works for HBO Max. HBO Max is really just out here doing all this, like, cool shit, you know what I mean? Like, shit that I wish that Netflix would do, <laughs> but HBO Max yeah. is picking it up, you know? Um, like, it's because uh, they're backed by Warner, and they have a bunch of properties under their name. Right? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> the, from the Fat Man Beyond podcast, uh, Mark... Uh, Mark and Kevin, like Kevin Smith. Yes. Uh, yeah. Mark Bernardin. But uh, they're, they're uh, saying that the rumors HBO Max is looking at a Batman animated series sequel. And they want to continue that forward. Uh, and they, they're both saying it with smiles across their face like they're involved. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if Kevin was involved because Kevin's involved in a lot of comic book stuff. And I really do oh, like yeah. Kevin Smith. Like, genuinely. Yeah, no, he's- He's great. He's he had great, an all, he had an great. awesome weight loss journey. You know, he he lost uh-huh. like 150 pounds, maybe more, maybe around 200 yeah. actually. Like, but he lost a fuck ton of weight. But I follow him on all social medias. You know, it's exciting. It's exciting. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, I would. I'm excited for it because I I watched Batman the animated series like on occasion, but I remember like fondly like episodes of it. Um, so yeah, yeah. this is like it's, Bri- it's one of Brian's favorites. I like Batman Beyond more, honestly. But uh, oh yeah, no, of course, like, both are great. Both. Yeah, yeah. Me and Brian watched Batman the animated series when it was on the DC Universe app. Uh, we started watching that. Mm-hmm. We watched like a season, maybe a season and a half, and then we stopped. But we need to pick it back up. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so much, so much good shit in that show. Plus, like, I love the. Um, character development they have in that show especially with joker and harley's relationship it really puts to light how abusive he is uh in that show specifically um i remember one scene uh, i can't remember exactly but i know like, like, i remember but i cannot remember yeah it's the cold medicine we'll chalk it up show. to the cold medicine bro uh-huh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, no, that's exciting. Hopefully, they get back uh, the um, original voice actors, Kevin Costner and Mark Hamill, for the roles. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Mark Hamill's down. I'm positive. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, he he does down. a fuck ton they, of voice acting. They replace him with Jared Leto. They replace him with Green Milk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is it with people and their different colored milks? fucking freaks me out all right moving on to something yeah, that i'm extremely to... fucking excited for i'd say we both are excited for yeah yeah um i i was like the first one out of the friends group to watch demon slayer i watched it like the week what? that the 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 week that it like premiered and i watched it weekly along with it and i was just like holy shit this is series it's really good spread it to all my otaku friends and then they're all watching it now so the demon slayer I... movie mugen train yeah. uh released its first english dub trailer finally it released in october in japan and we've heard hide no hair or of any sort of dub until now 
Um, they're, they're expecting it around February, late February, early March. Uh, so that's exciting. Like, I'll definitely want to go to the theaters and see that. You know what I mean? Um, like it's, uh, the number one box office in Japan ever period. It made more money than spirited away. Like, and (laughs) like it did, it did. It's it's number one in Japan. Like of all time. Demon Slayer came to critical acclaim and how good the show is and the animation is fantastic and yeah like it just they really upped, take their just time the, yeah they upped the factor of animation and anime with that it really i think like a lot more westerners got into anime because they saw that one and how like it's just amazing and it's one of those very, that's very definitely well going to go down in the books like full metal alchemist fairy tale oh yeah you know what i mean uh <clears throat> dragon ball z uh oh, yeah. demon slayer you know tokyo ghoul attack on titan those really hyper popular ones with big fan bases uh-huh. you know what i mean <clears throat> that's going to be one of them uh, yeah. On record, yeah. I'm saying that on record now. Uh, in five years, this is going to be even more popular than it is now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're gonna we're gonna see people wearing. Uh, I cannot remember the main like how often I see people because... wearing Naruto shirts. I'm gonna see more people wearing Demon Slayer shirts. Oh yeah, I'm trying to remember the main character's name because they're I I can't Tanjiro? remember. But he, I'm, yeah, we're gonna see people wearing his like outfit. I only know that because uh, uh, normally I forget the the Japanese names, you know what I mean? But I remember that one because it's my Minecraft AVI. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. There's, yeah, I have, uh, a, I have a signature green and black uh, outfit on, you know what I mean? That he wears throughout uh, the entire series on my, on my ta- Java character. Tanjiro, uh, Zenitsu, uh, Nezuko, Inosuke... Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Zen- Zenitsu's probably one of my favorite characters. Why? Because he passes out because... every time that he gets worked up? Uh-huh. He's like, oh, He's I don't just... Who did that? Who did that? It was not me. <laughs> it was not. I was like, what in the fuck? This is like if Tommy Wiseau was in fucking Demon Slayer. That's that's Zenitsu's character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, like, super hyper-powerful. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, he's just like, Mark? Who did this, Mark? Oh. And I'd be like, what the fuck? I just came up with something. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, what if they put Tommy Wiseau as the voice of Joker in the animated Batman series sequel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. That makes yes. me extremely uncomfortable, but who would who would be the Batman if he was the Joker? Uh, <laughs> Gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Would you watch a Batman where Gary Busey was Batman and Tommy Wiseau was Joker? <laughs> oh my God! It, it, it'd be it'd be such a fever dream. Like, I don't know, man. I'm just thinking about it right now, and I'm just seeing them screaming at each other. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Um. I have Tommy Wiseau's Uh, Joker scream. 
saved to my phone. I know you do. And you want to put it on like a, a soundboard. soundboard. Yeah, that's going to be one of those. That's definitely going to be one of those things. You know what I mean? But, uh-huh. uh, all right, moving on. Moon Knight. Ethan Hawke was just cast as Marvel's Disney Plus series main villain. I oh, have to cool. cough. <clears throat> All right. Ethan Hawke is the latest Hollywood star to make the jump to the MCU. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Hawke has been cast as the main villain in the Moon Knight series on Disney+. Plus. THR doesn't in- indicate which character Hawke is playing, only describing the role as the lead villain of the series. Hawke will star opposite uh, Oscar Isaac, who has been reportedly cast as the supernatural vigilante, which I've seen, um, you know, what do you call it when they're one side says one thing? And the other side says something else. Wait, okay. What do you mean one side says one thing and the other side says something else? Like, like it's inconsistent. Inconsistent uh, stories, if you would. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I've heard inconsistent stories about how he's not going to be a part of it. And then I see even more that he's going to be Moon Knight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, th- I just thought there I was think- a word for that. like, But I, I just really don't know. There probably is. There's probably a word it. for that, and I just it's just going right over my head. But whatever. Um, given the character's ethnicity in the comics, we can probably assume Hawk isn't playing Moon Knight's frequent nemesis, Raoul no. Bushman. Uh, Moon Knight Rogue's gallery also includes villains like Killer Shrike, uh, Black Spectre, and the Sun King, any of whom he's, could make sense for the series. He's playing. He's going to probably play Black Spectre. I mean, he he's pretty much like the opposite of moon knight in the sense and i can see him playing that but also i would i'm i'm surprised to see ethan hawk playing a in a superhero movie i know um, how old is he that was a surprise uh, for me. he's like late early 50s maybe yeah something like maybe that maybe late 40s yeah um, he was really popular he, in the 90s he is 50 years old yeah 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 but yeah, no, he was popular in the nineties. I know he had like late nineties, early two thousands. Like but he had a stint for a little bit of like a bunch of movies, like between two thousand ten and two thousand fifteen. Like Sinister. Um, yeah, Sinister. The first Sinister. Uh, Prestidigitation. <laughs> the Ma- Magnificent Seven, I think, was another one. I really uh, enjoy Ethan Hawke. I, 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 I do like him. him. I do like him. I like him. I, yeah, like I think him. that's a solid choice for an actor. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, he uh, he has a good range. If you actually look at like his his, IMDb, he he could do, yeah no he does like, scary he does drama like I don't think uh-huh. I've ever seen him in a comedy but I wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if he had a comedy movie out. Yeah, no, probably like an older movie. Yeah, probably nineties yeah. rom com. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, WandaVision is M- MCU's now highest rated show or movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Dang. Yeah, it's banging it out, bro. I watched the first two episodes. It's really good. I have not watched it, and I I was like, I've almost been spoiled, and I'm like, I I gotta get down and sit down. 
Yeah, yeah. Watching. Like uh, the first two episodes don't give you shit about why it's like that, because <laughs> like the first episode is like a fucking I love Lucy episode. Like, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. towards the second episode, things start showing through because it's like in black and white and black and white, and then uh, like it slowly turns into color. Like at the end of the second episode, uh-huh. and like you're you're figuring it out. Like and like there's a radio she keeps looking at radios and stuff like that and keeps like receiving these things that are uh not black uh red and yellow you know what i mean and like it's not spoiling anything me saying this like yeah yeah, but like she's not where she's supposed to be you could tell that because the entire show's in fucking black and white you know what i mean like no i've gotten the gist of that yeah yeah i don't know she might she might be asleep maybe and that she's conjuring up this entire world in her mind that is exactly what I'm thinking because, like in the comics, and so um, Scarlet Witch creates this universe, this pocket universe for her and Vision to live in, and they create, they have their own family and children and stuff like that. So I'm pretty sure with the death of Vision, spoilers, sorry, it's been like what two, three years. Um, <laughs> Did you tell like, me Iron it, Man it, died? <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, but with, with with him gone, it would seem that she would probably have like a breakdown of some sort. Yeah, I feel him, like, like she's having a breakdown leaving. and that she like made some sort of temporal space uh, where she's like that, kind of living out her life. And But also, I somebody could be like trying to use her powers to do something and she could be like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, like, or she might be trapped somewhere. That's what I'm saying. So either she's doing it herself or someone's doing it to her. And I kind of feel like somebody's doing it to her because somebody's trying to find her and the and the radio is just like, Wanda, Wanda, where are you? Who's doing this? Who's doing this? And like, like oh. every time she like passes the radio and stuff like that. And um, totally weird, totally freaky, you know what I mean? But uh, episode three, whenever that comes out, I think like maybe tomorrow or something like that. Uh literally it's gonna be in all color like that's gonna be the first episode in all color and then um i think that it's gonna get more into what the fuck is actually going on in this series it 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 really feels like from the trailer that i i've been seeing and stuff it feels like it's really gonna mess with your mind in the oh, sense oh no it's already messing with my mind like i'm enjoying <laughs> the i love lucy stuff you know what i mean like it's uh-huh. pretty funny the way that they do it like it's it's really comical like the magic that she uses shows up on the screen like as little stars you know what i mean like ah, okay. yeah yeah like so it's it's like it's a real homage to 50s television nice okay yeah i i will look watch it at some point this week um uh just when i have time yeah yeah most definitely bro uh while we're still talking about marvel um spider-man 3 some set photos were finally released and we know that the setting is christmas so this is going to be a christmas release movie i'm telling you so it's going to release uh probably late in the year um probably two years from now at least at least they're setting for it and not just tagging it on like they did with Wonder Woman 84. <laughs> Don't remind me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Marvel, a- apples and, and, and oranges, you know. So, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so there's pictures of, uh, like, the... Uh, 
donut shop that they're that they're going to is uh christmas decorated like uh spider-man's holding zendaya in this picture that i that i attached to it like and it's snowing outside and i yeah i just feel like this one's gonna get released around christmas time because it makes no sense for them to make a christmas movie and then release it not around christmas you know what i mean <laughs> they release it in july they would they would they'd do some <laughs> fuck shit like that dude like uh, i'd be like come on man but uh it says the MCU Spider-Man Spider-Man movie. Yeah, yeah. The MCU Spider-Man three is currently being scheduled to debut at the end of this year, and filming has been underway for a couple of months now. Much of the buzz surrounding the film's expansive cast, uh, like, has been kept under wraps mostly, like, except for things like Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Jamie Foxx, Emma Stone, Kirsten Dunst, like, uh, you know, the the biggies like Doc Ock and yeah. stuff like that. And, Willem Dafoe and his nice, succulent ass cheeks. Don't tell me you watch <laughs> Spider-Man for the plot, all right? Um, oh, no, I'm looking for that dummy, thick goblin that ass. That dummy, thick goblin ass, bro. Like, holy shit, how you how do you stand up like that, bro? But anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, with that in mind, these latest Spider-Man 3 set photos present a rather interesting scenario. Uh, <clears throat> just Jared recently caught sight of Holland, Tom Holland and Zendaya and, uh, on a donut shop set, uh, down in Atlanta. And like I said, it was set up like that. And, um, apparently like Peter is going inside the shop with the intention of talking to MJ who is working there alongside Ned. So also like Ned lost weight, bro. Like and they're gonna, oh no he definitely they're lost they're, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna do this up so funny dude I already know I already fucking know they're yeah. gonna do this up funny yeah like they're 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 gonna make they're gonna make at least three fat jokes bro oh yeah yeah um or, or turn Ned into a better sidekick you know what I mean like uh huh because like he he just kind of uh, lagged behind it was uh comedy comedy like you know punchline stuff. Yeah, he's he's the comedy trope of of for Spider-Man sidekick. Yeah, um, yeah. And I feel like with their, his character, they could definitely make him into like the tech, like the tech geek sidekick that helps him out. Um, yeah, at least that's how I see it. Yeah, man. While we're still talking about Spider-Man three, uh, one of those guest stars uh, that have reportedly wrapped filming was a surprise to me. But Charlie Cox from Daredevil. He's Woo! he's gonna be involved in uh, the new Spider Man, so okay, yeah. So learning about this, it, it says that it's not official about Cox's involvement, but it says he wouldn't that show he's up on set for no reason. Possib- what he wouldn't show up on set for no reason. Okay, yeah, I know. Uh, so that's exciting because. Daredevil on Netflix is a very, very good show. I mean, the first season is all right, but the next two seasons are so good. Um, and Charlie Cox's version of Daredevil is very well done, and I'm excited to see that they're going to. No, they need to uh, bring, bring re- back Ben Affleck. <sighs> no, please don't. Um, <laughs> Bad flick. Jesus Christ! Continue. No, I'm sorry for interrupting. No. Yeah, I'm just like I that character like. That one really stood out to me as a character because, like, you could see and throughout the show of Daredevil, Charlie really put in his work as the character of Daredevil, uh, Matt Murdock, uh, a blind dude who can, who pretend uh, not pretends, jeez, <laughs> a blind dude who pretends to be blind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck. 
No, uh, he's a he's a blind lawyer who uh, becomes a vigilante of Hell's Kitchen at, uh, during the night and fights crime with a supersonic hearing and senses. So every um, time I used to hear Hell's Kitchen, I'm not gonna lie, I picture Gordon Ramsay there, like flipping food. Yeah, and like Daredevil if, was if, just like <laughs> throw like he was one of those people who threw broccoli in the air at the hibachi, like and you had to catch yeah. it in your mouth. Except he did it with a sword. <laughs> like um yeah what if gordon ramsay is daredevil it's fucking raw is he fucking <laughs> rams somebody <laughs> right through the fucking chest rips the blades out the side bro amazing no he would be he would be a brutal daredevil it's fucking um, raw <laughs> But no, that's got me excited. It just adds to the cast of Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man 3 is already going to be my the, favorite movie. <laughs> yeah. Just because of all the cameos. I like know. that that was like me with Sabrina season 4, dude. Like when Hilda and Zelda uh-huh. popped up, bro, like that's literally going to be me as soon as I see Goblin's dummy thick at no I'm playing. Uh as soon <laughs> as I see all these throwback characters, dude. Like <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah. You know it's going to be an in- an introduction like a heavy introduction to those like characters just like very quick and something has to go wrong uh, very fast in spider-man 3 <laughs> very very fast i know uh, i wonder what movie's gonna set gonna it up s- first obviously dr strange is gonna go before it to introduce the multiverse but um yes. what what else is gonna prelude that you know what i mean uh jeez well, black widow which comes out later this year um doctor strange 2 all the Win- winter soldier and falcon show all the disney plus shows um yeah wandavision is the in. first thing in phase four if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. yeah it is so and and the, the thing is about these these shows they're not going to be like multiple seasons i'm pretty sure they're going to be limited series yeah, unlike um, loki who got approved for like fucking two to three seasons right off the bat i was like jesus okay Christ. the the reason why loki is different is because he's dead uh, another spoiler yeah another spoiler work to end game he's he's gone um for now so for now for now but this is like set during one, when they were going through time in Endgame and trying to fix everything, Loki and one of the timelines got away, and they're going to follow that Loki. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but on to our last news of Marvel. This is a very big surprise. Yeah, this and one, this pop- one I, I, I can't say I, I didn't see this coming, but I really did. I was like, no yeah. way, no way are they done with this character. Like, sure, sure, like they said, oh, his contract's up, his contract's up. That doesn't mean that they can't just whip up another fucking contract. Literally, they can bring RDJ yeah. back right now, and nobody would say a goddamn thing for a prequel. Okay, you know well, what I mean. I, feel, I I don't know if they should bring back Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man with that ending they did. Um, I think he's been there since the beginning um, of the Avengers, which I'm going to call the Avenger era. Um, he was there at the end, so I feel like he his his role is done. But for Chris Evans as Captain America, his role might not be done. Right. Uh, Chris Evans is potentially returning to the MCU as Captain America, um, which basically uh, could be a real possibility in Phase 4. The battle Captain America had with the U.S. agent in the 1980s could be adapted to the big screen if Evan d- does indeed come back. Um, after Endgame, we get kind of like... A, 
uh, a look at Captain America, Chris Evans' character, Steve Rogers, when he's like really, really old, um, saying he's pretty much done with his um, job as Captain America and handing off his torch to Falcon, uh, Anthony Mackie's character. And that'll be later uh, progressed in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But uh, it appeared that Marvel would make the battle for Captain America's legacy a part of Phase 4, but now they're that. Uh, but now their plans aren't as clear. It's been reported that Evans and Marvel are in the process of working out a deal that will see him reprising his Captain America role in an undisclosed Marvel project and possibly one more as well. So not just one, but two different properties. Either it could be a cameo or it could be like a, a side. <coughs> uh, no, he's going to get Buku Cash like fucking RDJ, dude. He is the first Avenger. Yeah, <laughs> like literally though, <laughs> like uh-huh, like historically, he's the first Avenger. So he is, yeah. Um, if this is true that Evans is returning to the MCU as Captain America, it would open the door to for the character to get his best comic fight. Steve has had more than its fair share of exciting showdowns, such as the ones he had with Iron Man and Crossbones. But it's hard to top his second fight with a U.S. agent, A.K. John Walker, in 1989. Um. This was a big, like, fight that I did not know about in Captain America's history. In the comics, Steve had to face off against U.S. agent, who at the time was operating as a nation's new Captain America. Red School School's mach- uh, machinations forced the two to fight in uh, with each other, with Walker believing Steve to be the real villain and Cap feeling that Walker was destroying everything that he stood for. So it's like that scene where Captain America fights Captain America? yeah yeah like the actual captain america with that with the actual captain america versus like a john walker versus cap fight but i feel Uh like it'll go down the same way because that was pretty fucking epic when when you watched it in the movie and he was fighting himself and i was just like jesus christ that's america's ass (laughs) (laughs) so dummy thick but yeah so dummy thick Um, like who the fuck allowed that to be legal like damn <laughs> I'm thinking that if this is true which it, it probably is he's not going to come back until near the end of phase 4 Yeah no he's not going to be here for a while like they're they're only writing up yeah. contracts right now I'll see him in 2023 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah more than likely but uh I mean that's exciting still to see him pro- come back as the character uh that people love like Chris Evans as Captain America. People adore Um, Same with RGJ as Iron Man. Like, it's just now a staple to see those characters as those superhero, like those actors as those superheroes. Um, Yeah. It's been something in place for over 10 years. I know for the lot of them, Um, you know, like for the main four anyway, five, six, how many? Well, you have, you have Iron Man, Iron Man, Hulk, 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 which first, Started off, a, uh, Black Widow. Uh, what was it? Yeah, Hulk, Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America, and Black Widow. Oh yeah, Black Widow. She, she was introduced she w- in like Iron Man too. So right, but she's the she's the girl of the, like the first Avengers movie. Like yes, yes. Who, and else, then who else? Yeah, yeah. yeah I was about to say. I was like, can't forget about Hawkeye, but you really can because he was a forgettable character. Sorry, Jeremy. Yeah, until it. But now he's getting his own show. So. Um, yeah. They just didn't give him enough screen time or story. They did. They didn't. They didn't. They and really they just f- focused on the main four, like I said, uh, which would be you know Hulk, Thor, um, 
uh, I almost just said I- RDJ because he is the real superhero. But um, <laughs> Iron Man and uh, Captain America. So yeah, which is like the four main male characters. Yep, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, I think that's it for MCU news. Um, now moving on to Netflix news. Netflix. Uh, yeah, starting with Netflix, The Witcher season two resumes production after Henry Cavill's injury. Um, yep, that was actually like one of my previous ones. Whenever he injured himself, I was just like, "How you? How you, how's The Witcher gonna injure himself like for six weeks?" But besides the point, you know, Henry Cavill. Yeah, he is back. He is back. Netflix Netflix's Witcher the season uh, season two is back in production after the most recent delay following an injury Henry Cavill sustained. Several delays have been an unfortunate occurrence for the show's new season due to COVID nineteen and work from home orders, but it looks like those road bumps may finally be in the rearview mirror, and Cavill is ready to don that silver wig once more. The resumed production schedule was confirmed by Paul Billion, who plays Lambert in the series adaptation. Um, a new report from Radian Intelligence, a site that has brought new recent exclusive first looks regarding the show, also states that filming is on schedule to continue through March 2021. This will extend the projected filming time by one month, which is expected given the numerous delays. So, yeah. yeah so, pretty production. much he's ready and, to put on all that armor again. That's literally uh-huh. all that they're saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But this upcoming season will be much darker than the pilot and has taken quite a few notes following the first season's reception. To the relief of many, one piece of feedback that has been implemented is making the Nilfgaard armor actually resemble armor versus uh, the weird tree testicle. <laughs> this is this is word for word what it says on here. The weird uh, tree testicle visage. The, yeah, the weird tree testicle visage first witnessed in the debut episode. Testicle visage. Okay, so, like, I'm going to be honest with you right now, and you're probably going to hate me for it, but I never uh, watched that series. No, I know. we wa- You watched the first episode. I have not, I have not finished the first season I don't even think I watched the first episode. Like, if we you're did. saying weird testicle thing, then I wasn't paying attention, clearly. We did watch the first episode, but you, you lost interest. And I get why. It's because of how weird-paced this show is, and that's something they're going to fix in the new season. Interesting. So interesting. Yes. Not but saying I know, that I, I hate know. it outright. I just didn't watch it. You know what I mean? I didn't give it a. No, I didn't yeah, give it. The, I didn't give it the time of day, like we do with the trash talk series. Like we watch bad stuff on purpose. You know what I mean? Like I, uh-huh. I go in knowing that it's going to be bad, and then when <clears throat> when I go in knowing that it's going to be bad, then I'll find positives more often. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean this this show apparently uh, has really good uh, reviews from people and people that I know that people like it. Um, I played Witcher 3. It's one of my top three games of all time. Uh, so I'm very, very interested in the character and the lore and just the story of Witcher as a whole. And I love like just the premise of it. So I should be interested in the show. I just haven't sat down and ever just watched it all the way through. I'm probably going to wait till season two comes out and then I'm just going to binge it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Isn't that how that works nowadays anyway? <laughs> That's how that's how I do it. You know what I mean. I wait till the shows are completely up, then I binge it in like two days, Uh or or three days, whatever I break it up to. Oh, by the way, I'm almost done watching the final season of The Magicians, and I've already cried like four times. 
catch up now. It's so good. It's so good. Like, even though, like, you know, spoiler alert, if you guys don't know, at the end of season four, like, uh, uh, well, did you watch season four before I say this? Yeah, I watched all of season four. Okay, okay, so Quentin's dead. And, um... Yeah, yeah, we know, I know. Yeah. (laughs) That was a sad moment. Yeah, dude, I cried during that, too. Like, especially when they were all singing around the campfire, I was just like, fuck me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) It was ugly crying, too, because he was my favorite character. He was the first character to be shown, you know what I mean? Like He was the first character. Um, I was like, how could you have done this? But, Plus the the acting in the show is phenomenal. It is. Fantastic. I know I wasn't expecting that from a sci-fi original like the Sci-Fi Channel that premiered Sharknado. You know what? Like yeah. the 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 Sci-Fi Channel that premiered Lake Placid. Like the Sci-Fi Channel <laughs> you, the, that had fucking Jason X playing like forty five times a day. Okay, like this is the exact same channel that produce the magicians and it's fucking fantastic it has a full range of cussing the references the references are really what fucking kill me because like if you're not familiar with pop culture you won't understand elliot and margo's like back and forth you know what i mean and i understand everything that they're fucking talking about and it is like the most relieving thing like when you understand like their secret code like they talk about hamilton a lot you know what i mean like and it's just yeah yeah, like there's like a whole season where they like sing hamilton constantly like oh yeah i remember that episode i think it's like season three Um, or something like that but like uh, this the show man the show as as a whole just really tops it because the cgi is I'm not going to say it's fantastic, but I'm going to say it's great for a sci-fi show. It's great for a sci-fi show. Yeah. The costume design is amazing. Holy shit. Like, with the gods and stuff like that? Like, Ember and Umber? Are you serious? Oh, my God. Like, that's, like, awesome. But, yeah, yeah. The only thing, the literal only thing that's lacking in that show is budget. Like for that yeah, for yeah, that it's, CG, it's literally for that CG, everything else in there is pretty much practical uh, effects, which is fucking crazy. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like how it's... how good that they can make the fairies look, how like amazing that they can you know like make talking bunnies look. You know what I mean? Like I know. it's just fucking it awesome. Uses practical effects and co- and heavy cosmetics for the characters they create. Well, yeah. Um, and it works really well. And like, like I said, acting is phenomenal. It doesn't feel like acting. It feels like just these character. You're just watching characters' lives happen. Um, yeah, like unfolds right in front of you. And when I say yeah. unfold, I mean like the world ends like fucking seventeen times in the fifth season. Like <laughs> y'all, y'all understand what I'm talking about. But it gets all wibbly uh, wobbly timey wimey, bro. Uh, I will. It's gonna. It's gonna be like the same thing with Sabrina, where it's just nonstop like. That's coming. exactly what it is. Like, so every episode that I watch, it's just been something so fucked up. Like, there's like, well, there's just is a fucked up show. Oh my god, that show's so fucked yeah. up. Like, just it, it touches all kinds of themes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I will definitely get to that at some point. That's another thing on my list. All five um, seasons are now available on Netflix. And you can read the trilogy of of books, you know? Yes, and while we're talking about Netflix right here, uh, Netflix is officially adding a shuffle play option. So this uh, reminds me of a feature that used to be on PlayStation about 10 years ago, literally about 10 years ago. When I first started using uh, Netflix, I would sign in on my PlayStation, and it had this one where based on the views that you had, I forget the name, 
like if i if i asked brian what the fucking name of it is he would know right now like because he he used to love that feature for me it didn't really do it because it would recommend more often than not something that i had already seen and hadn't rated you know what i mean yeah back when there was a five star system versus a thumb up and down now um but besides the point uh, for those who spend too much time to figure out what they want to watch sitting down on the couch with your plethora of streaming services, Netflix is finally making that decision a little bit easier. Uh, the streaming giant has been testing a shuffle play option for the last few months, which uses an algorithm to simply choose a title for you based on things that you've watched in the past. This feature has been available on certain TV platforms, but Netflix is planning to launch it on even more devices in the very near future. I have uh, seen this to, this. What I have seen, I have seen this option, and I have tested it a few times. Um, I, I mean, it just sends me to like stuff. Either I have seen it, or um, it's just stuff that I have. I'm not entirely interested in, but it is a cool feature if you just don't know what you want to watch. Right, it's a good way to bump through shows, kind of deal. Yeah, but um, this this uh, next paragraph hooks in with the next. Uh article but uh on tuesday they had their quarter four earnings presentation and netflix announced that it had surpassed 200 million subscribers across the globe uh the streamer also took the opportunity to confirm that the shuffle feature was going to be rolled out for all customers at some point in the first half of 2021 so they gave themselves a limit of time so within the next five months you know or probably within the next three they're gonna release it so okay. that's pretty cool. But uh, Netflix has added eight and a half new paid membership, eight and a half million, sorry, new paid memberships. That's it, eight and a half. <laughs> eight and a half new paid memberships. <laughs> you know fucked, do you know how fucked up that would be? But uh, anyway, uh, bringing the streamer's total paid membership past the 200 million marks in quarter four, Netflix has seen a boom in subscribers as the COVID 19 pandemic continues to keep people at home. So, <laughs> you know, everybody else is suffering. You know, yeah. the, the theater industry is suffering. Netflix is just rubbing their paws together like. <laughs> Streaming yeah. services are succeeding heavily. Yes, very much so. Um, in the latest earnings report, Netflix uh, uh, moved past the threshold uh, for the full year. They added a record 37 million uh, paid memberships, achieved 25 billion billion 25 billion dollars in annual revenue, and grew operating profit 76 percent to 4.6 billion. Do you know how many more Netflix original shows are about to happen? Because Lots. of, of so this, many. they increased their profits 76%, dude. Netflix is fucking doing fantastic, dude. Uh, in December, Disney reported that it had 86 million subscribers for the Disney Plus streaming service alone. So, you know, th th it was, one, it was their first year, you know what I mean? And two, I think that Netflix has a wider variety, and it even includes some Disney titles, you know what I mean? Um... So I really think Netflix is going to stay on top for a long time. Not saying that I hope yeah. it will, but Netflix has done a really good job with their show choices that they pick, they choose to pick up. And uh, HBO Max is doing fa fan fucking tastic. You know what I mean? And Disney Plus, obviously, they're gonna they they just keep buying everything. So that's what the issue is. Like like Disney Plus, like it's just too many kids shows for me right now. You know what I mean? Like, the yeah, kids' shows outweigh agree. the adult shows, and there's nothing for adults to really watch on Disney+, Plus, which Other is why it's, why, which is why it's, like, really 
stunting itself. Yes, uh, besides the Mandalorian, besides like the Star Wars series, you know what I mean? They just bought up all of the Star Wars stuff, and like that's like the only adult thing that they really have on there. Uh, well, they have that, but they also bought Fox, so they have the Simpsons and like all the Simpsons. But other than that, they don't really have anything big for adults. I mean, now that they're finally releasing the MCU stuff, um, that, that that'll might... attract like more adults. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, it's yeah. mostly just kids shows, and they haven't they don't have Disney Plus originals. You know what I mean? Like they have stuff that was planned for Marvel, and they have stuff that was planned for Star Wars, but like. Where's the Disney Plus original shows for adults? They, you know what I'm saying. That doesn't few. have anything to do with magic. That doesn't have anything to do with cartoons. That doesn't have anything to do with you. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It's not satiating a I group of. Mean. It's not satiating a group of people like the 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 sticklers. The con, I don't want to say conservatives. You know what I mean. Like, but you you know what I mean. Like older. No, like, I got what you mean. Yeah, like older white men. They aren't like really super into watching you know ducktales from 1987 <laughs> like they, they can they they might be able to relate to scrooge mcduck so um. <laughs> yeah you never know you never know yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right well but, yeah moving i on. mean disney is no disney is growing hbo max is gonna grow i know that it doesn't have the best Numbers right it, now, it hasn't it even been out for like six months year. yeah so i know so it's got time and then netflix has just been a powerhouse because they've been going with the streaming service they done since, been like, established the <laughs> yeah they done been established they're yeah, the blockbuster so, of online uh movie streaming pretty much uh speaking of a movie that not, might not be a blockbuster uh Nicolas Cage's next movie is a blatant Five Nights at Freddy's mm-hmm. ripoff. I remember li- hearing about this movie. Um, but yeah, so Nicolas Cage. Uh, I know Did you Jasmine's see the trailer for this? Favorite I, don't, I think there might be a trailer for this. No, no, no. Have you um, seen the trailer? I've seen the trailer. It's fucking ate up. For Willy's Wonder. Yes, I, for Willy's Wonderland. Like, fucking crazy. I. <laughs> I have not watched it yet. I I will watch it as soon as possible, though. But uh, I'm gonna talk into this movie because this is crazy. Um, Nicholas Cage has always been a crazy character, but his next movie is gonna be even more uh, psychotic. An official Five Nights at Freddy film was announced all the way back in 2015, but it hasn't been made much progress in 2018. FNAF creator Scott Cawthon has said that finding a good screenplay has been a quote-unquote real challenge in fact he completed a script for the project but then he decided he didn't like it so he scrapped it and started over in november 2020 however he said he finally came up with something he liked and that filming would commence in spring 2021 while that is happening woolly's wonderland stars stars cage as a the janitor a mysterious drifter who makes a deal to clean a decrepit fast food joint in exchange for repairs to his car the joint is haunted cursed and nick is meant to be nothing more than the next human sacrifice, but he has a job to do, and the heavens would <laughs> help anyone or anything who gets in his way. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, the top comment on this says, this movie can only be one of two things. One, good. Two, so bad that it's good. <laughs> uh, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. This This movie feels like it could either... Either goes so many different ways, like, especially in the, 
in their role. And this was this movie was announced in 2019, but went largely unnoticed. I remember hearing about this movie. Uh, probably because of the entirely unremarkable description. Cage the jet will play a janitor forced to spend the night in a twisted amusement park where he's pulled into a living nightmare. And that's the synopsis when it was first uh, talked about. Somebody said, um, why didn't Freddy Fazbear's Pizza hire this guy? <laughs> 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 Fucking Nicolas Cage working at Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. Um, uh, I did not know that there was a trailer. Uh, Willy Won- uh, Willy's Wonderland <laughs> is coming to on-demand services in February. What on-demand um, services, or is it not specific? It doesn't say. I'm pretty sure it just means on-demand in general, like direct TV charter and stuff like that. Okay, so this says, um, why is no one talking about how Nicolas Cage's character is actually being portrayed by his alter ego, Nicolas Rage? Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's going to be blood. <laughs> there's going to be lots of blood. Yeah. Lots of blood. Um, this is going to be a heavy gore movie, I already can tell, and... From the poster alone, I can see him getting fucking crazy as shit like he does in all his movies. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, we'll see whenever that comes out, uh, like, in the next month or so. It's what Ghost Rider um, 2 should have been. <laughs> Be careful what you're saying, Ghost Rider. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying. That doesn't make any sense, but that's so funny to me. Holy shit. Uh, no, we don't. We don't talk about Spirit of Vengeance. That is a, oof, oof. No, no, oof, oof big oof. Um, <laughs> speaking of something that might, that won't, hopefully won't be a big oof. Dungeons and Dragons live action series lands a new writer with the John Wick creator. That sounds promising. Like <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, that, it sounds really promising. Honestly, like um. I, I am a big Dungeons and Dragons fan. The movie from like the eighties wasn't too hot. You know what I mean? That one didn't oh, do. Yeah. That one didn't do too well. In fact, I think it has a less than a fifty percent on uh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. We should. I can check nineteen uh, eighties. Jeez, uh, oh, this is just gonna take me. No, 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 no. No, just type in Dungeons and, and Dragons movie. Okay, I did. Uh, Dungeons and no, cut. It's not taking me to the right one. <laughs> no? Is it taking you like, no. the new one? I found a Dungeons & Dragons movie from the 2000s. It has a 10%. I can't find the one you're talking about, though. But, anyways, back onto Dungeons & Dragons. The new Dungeons & Dragons movie was confirmed back in May of last year. But there has also been... Also, a new live-action television series also in the works, thanks to Hasbro and E1. While the movie is still trying to decide if actor Chris Pine will take the leading role, the TV series just secured itself a grab with John Wick creator Derek Kolstad joining the team as the lead writer. We both love the John Wick movies. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, this gets us extra excited because, like, those movies are very well done. And okay, the yeah, one is so coming the Dungeons and Dragons thing. I was thinking, I was I mixed the dates up. So the animated series started in 1983 to 1985, and that one was okay. But the two, th- yes, the year 2000 Dungeons and Dragons. Like, I was just thinking of an older one. There is three Dungeons and Dragons movies so far. Yeah. Yeah, and all of them are not good. Yeah, yeah it's, not, it's not very promising, you know. 
the, the least the least rated one is the first one. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. man. Um, Colstad's addition to the growing team was cons- confirmed by the Hollywood Reporter, though the idea behind the upcoming show remains a mystery. Reflecting back on Colstad's impressive work of history, including the epic John Wick franchise, the potential is there to see a unique spin on the beloved universe. Pair that with his previous contributions to Hulu's Hitman Agent 47, as well as his work on Marvel's The Falcon uh, and the Winter Soldier TV series, there's no telling what sort of flavor he'll bring to the world of orcs, elves, and mystery. Holler. So, yeah. Uh, there is no more news on it st- currently so far, but I guarantee you later down this year we're going to hear a shit ton more about it. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, that that's that's exciting. I mean, a Dungeons and Dragon movie's hopefully done well. Um, done and Jun. it's sorry. Yeah, done. No. <laughs> Forgive me. Done. No, done I'm justice. Just, it will definitely. I'm just. <laughs> I've got Echolalia. All right. Yeah, but yeah. Um, moving on, uh, Alex Trebek's final Jeopardy episode. It has the highest ratings in almost two years. Um, they, they raked in over 14 million viewers on, uh, Friday, January 8th. Uh, and it's, uh, the highest ratings for an individual episode of the series since June of 2019, uh, which was, and that, that episode was the final episode of, uh, uh, James Holhauer's, Holhauer's, uh, 32 game winning streak. So this guy's had won 32 games in a row. Yeah, well, the guy who's currently hosting right now, uh, what's his name? Like, Tim, Tom, something like that. He he was a winner, too. Like, 70-something times. Like, oh, Ken. Ken Jennings. Yeah. Yeah. Ken Jennings won, like, a shit ton of times. And, Uh uh, like, he he went on streaks, too, but he just kept coming back to the show and winning. Like, he made himself rich off of Jeopardy. (laughs) Like, which is fucking dope. But uh, anyway, they're going to have uh, several like rotating hosts who are kind of just like auditioning to be on there. But it's not just people who are auditioning to be the new uh, Alex Trebek, but it is also fans of Alex Trebek trying to pay tribute to Alex Trebek. So uh, Ken Jennings is the one who is on there. Um, the series is going to include journalist presenter Katie Couric, uh, Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers, 60 Minutes host Bill Whitaker, and the Big Bang Theory star Mayim Bielik. Hey, so, geez, wow. Yeah, just a bunch of people who had just really enjoyed Jeopardy. I'm one of those people, you know, like I, <laughs> I'm sure you've come over at least once or twice and I was I, just watching Jeopardy. I have come over a couple of times and I have watched Jeopardy like five episodes in a row with you. And Brian, so yeah, I love me yeah. and Brian love that show. It's mm-hmm. not it, it's something to put on in the background, but it also gets your attention at the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it is it is informative at times if you really pay attention. Yeah, um, yeah, but but uh, uh, that's our last article before this break, and we are taking a break to promote advertisement on this channel. Hopefully, we'll we will get an advertiser who enjoys our style and our flow. If not, we're just going to keep trying. So deal with it, guys. (laughs) We'll be back after this short break. And welcome back, guys. Thanks for waiting ever so patiently on us. 
Yeah, I still don't feel any better from the break, but <laughs> I will still push through. Yeah, this time we only took like a 20 to 30 minute break. I, I think it ended up being 30 minutes after we got done talking. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. But, but uh, back get... into the news. Uh, PlayStation fans are upset about a PS5 scal- scalper bragging about an order of over 2,000 consoles. So That's fucked up. Yeah, that is fucked up. Like, and it's this guy, and he's been doing it, and nobody's fucking caught him. So, um, like, it, it was right after the Target uh, uh, restock. He was like, uh. yeah, yeah, 2,000. No big deal. But uh, this guy named Carnage, that's the guy who's doing it, um, uh, he uh, scalped 2,000 fucking things. And, like, you should see some of their reactions, like, because I looked it up on Twitter. But uh, PlayStation players kept flagging the tweet, uh, prompting Carnage to set their account to private. (laughs) Forcing them into privacy, yeah. I'm looking at all these things right now. Not long after this, a game spokesperson commented on the situation, noting that all orders are subject to check. And right now, all orders from this morning are pre-orders, which means just because Carnage was able to secure 2,000 orders doesn't mean he will secure 2,000 consoles. Good. So if they find an IP that has 2,000 of them going to them, like they're going to be like, no. Because now they're specifically looking for him. They should not give any to this person. That's like, what I'm saying. He has to wait till fucking July. Yeah, I'm like, this is this is stupid. I know you've been trying to get PS5s. I know a lot of people have been trying to get them. You went into the queue so many times, and yeah, dude, I've, just kinda... I've tried at least five times on PS5 Direct, and then like I'll yeah. bounce around. But like one time, I did have access to uh, a bundle through GameStop, but it was a bundle with, like, five games, two controllers, and, like, the console, and it was, like, 900 and something dollars, and I was like, no, 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 I really can't swing that right now. I can, you know, swing the uh, console and an extra uh, controller, but not, like, plus the five games, you know what I mean? I was like, Jesus Christ, who needs five games right off the bat? Some of these are going to be outdated by the time you get around to them, you know? Pretty much, yeah. But, yeah, this just seems like an issue on a bunch of people. I mean, at least it's just pre-orders and you didn't actually get the games. Right. Um, not the, the game systems, but uh, hopefully they crack down and they just cancel all those pre-orders and allow anybody else to grab them. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. 2,000 is a lot. Just, like, that is a lot. It is a lot. Like, that's yeah. not a small amount, man. <laughs> like, yeah. holy shit. Yeah, speaking of something that's all not so small, um, this fine for Valve and five other uh, PC publishers from the EU Commission. Uh, the EU Commission has fined Valve and five other PC publishers 7.8 million euros for geo-blocking games. Um, I'm going to go into what geo-blocking is, but first I'm going to talk about what uh, companies and publishers were at the head of this. The European Commission has fined Valve, Bandai Namco, Capcom, Focus Home Interactive, Kosh Media, and ZeniMax a combined total of 7.8 million euros for breaching antitrust rules. Valve did not cooperate with the commission, a claim that the company denies, 
and was fined 1.6 million euros, while the fines for the other five publishers were slightly reduced for their cooperation. Not that this has helped focus on home interactive, um, which received the biggest share of the fine by far, a whopping 2.9 million euros of, of the total. The judgment uh, by is the a way, result of... Uh, 7.8 million euros is 9 million 500 like it is I, a lot of money it yeah, is a nine, lot of money yeah yeah so yeah. 9.5 uh, which is crazy like that's almost 10 fucking million dollars like the way that the uh -huh. euros was set up like as soon as you said euros i was like fuck i gotta go find this translation yeah, or, yeah, yeah, could, yeah. not translation conversion really but, uh, can you check what 2.9 million is yeah give me a sec yeah because i'm i'm like they that's focus home interactive and they have the biggest of them all. I forget what they make, but I know that name. Um, 3.5 mil. Days. Oh, damn. They made they made a game that I actually enjoy. Uh, they made a game. They made Vampire, The Surge, Greedfall, uh, a bunch of simulator games, Call of Cthulhu. What, like, what, what company is this? Valve? Focus Home Interactive. Oh, I Focus knew Home I heard this... this, this uh, this company before because i played a few games like uh call of cthulhu is actually not bad and the surge is okay greedfall is fun um i played technomancer for a little bit but yeah so i played some other games but yeah how much is 2.9 million <laughs> a bit <laughs> uh bit <laughs> yeah yeah Big time. uh the judgment, the judgment is a result of one of the three investigations beginning in 2017, and today the commission writes that Valve and the publishers restricted cross-border sales of certain PC video games on the basis of geographical location of users within the U European e Economic Area, or the EEA, entering into the so-called quote-unquote geo-blocking practices. Um, the company thus uh, partitioned the EEA market in violation of the EU antitrust rules. Basically, what this means is that uh, if you sell digital products within the EU, you cannot set restrictions on cross-border sales. A key element here is that Steam once gave publishers a territorial control fun function, which could be used to set geographical restrictions on activation. This combination of Steam activation keys and the territory control function, the commission g argues, amounted to geo-blocking the sale of PC games within the EU. Valve removed the majority of these features from Steam in 2015. But it's still like happening with Steam and Valve and other companies. Um, so basically... Um, in layman's terms, it's uh, these companies are blocking video games from being sold or um, interacted with in uh, certain uh, regions of the EU. I think that that might be construed under like why it's so bad is that they're uh, they they might be buying off these smaller companies, which is like what big massive companies do, you know what I mean? They buy off these smaller games because their ideas compete with something that they're already doing. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like it could oh, be what, I like I think saying. I think it's one of those situations right there. Like why they're geo blocking yeah. the games, you know what I mean? Like trying to have advantage in certain uh countries like on top, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. that that I list mean, of uh yeah, like the Steam activation ones down here, like Czechia, Poland, Hungary, Romania, Slovakia, Estonia, uh -huh. like 
between September 2010 and October uh, 2015. So which is uh, fucked up because like that's such a, that's that's a, real, a, that's a f- big backdate, you know. Uh huh. Yeah. Lots of games during those time were very like critically acclaimed games that came out and changed gaming. And I don't know if all of them have been blocked in some form of way, but I guarantee a few of them were um, from these countries and whatnot. So it just it's not good. It's not good on a consumer front. Very not. It's not consumer. Did they ever get their all. money back? That's probably what it was. They probably they probably went to go buy the game and then then bought it and then they didn't accept the refund because they opened the game. Yeah. Well, it's just this is this is happening, so they're just getting fined, and it's just a lot of money. But, uh, yeah. Um. But also in gaming news, there's a big big talk about some new features coming in like later years to engines and AI and just gaming uh in general, gaming environments in general. So Take Two Interactive patent could be could point to a bigger, better world for the next Grand Theft Auto. And not just Grand Theft Auto, AI in gaming as a whole. Um, I saw this like a few days ago, and it looks very, very promising. Uh, Large-scale outdoor urban environments crowded with people and vehicles are difficult to simulate accurately in video games. Very hard. Just ask ask CD CD Projekt Red for Cyberpunk 2077. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I need an oof button now, too. Like. <laughs> a huge number of moving parts is required to make scenes believable, but the more the number goes up, the more likely that is something somewhere is going to grow spectacularly haywire. A new patent filing by Take Two Interactive, uh, Prozi—I don't know that word—and basically entitled "System and Method for Virtual Navigation in a Gaming Environment" offers a glimpse at what may be the first big steps towards changing all of that. It begins with a breakdown of how navigation in gaming environments currently works through pathfinding along linked nodes based on pre-programmed instructions, and then gets to into the limitations of these systems and the many ways that they can go wrong. Cars programmed with quote-unquote wandering behavior, before, for instance, may not take into account external factors like traffic, weather, or the um, or the need to actually find a spot to pull into, rather than just yoinking into a park in the middle of the street. So... Basically, yeah, they're, they're, so they're, essentially, yeah, they're trying to fix the uh, uh, the world. Yeah, <laughs> like they're 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 trying to get down to the nitty gritty details. You know what I mean? Like that really uh, made the fifth game turn into a video game. They're trying to make it seem yeah. more like real life. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a car wouldn't just fucking yoink out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like they do a <laughs> fucking parallel park. You know what I mean? Like shit like that like and then parking in the middle of the streets and just odd like character behavior yeah this 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 article is is really long so i'm trying to break down as much as possible um (coughs) i'm trying to find where they talk about okay here we go so the new process described in the patent filing is long and dull and festooned with snooze inducing flowcharts but the central gist of it is that the big life simulations can be drastically improved by offloading a bulk of the work of virtual navigation to the cloud or as the patent finally puts it the system compromising a, a server for managing the virtual navigation of the one or more non-player characters and one or more 
player consoles and operable communication with the server over a network. Each player console compromising a game platform for executing the game environment, wherein said server generates a coarse graph on the low-level nodes and associated links and pathfinds at least one of the low-level nodes and coarse graphs and the target node and blah blah. It's just a lot of uh, jargon and stuff. But like, if you really read into it, it's basically saying they're trying to make AIs more believable, make them have their own characteristics and and tones and personalities to them, so that they can interact in in the environment that they're trying to create, but in their own way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at like so, the drawings that they have on here, like. Yeah, if you if like the, like if the you decide at the bottom, to take, like you know what I mean. Yeah, like they they go into depth about how this works, what what parameters they're really working on, and this is gonna this is working for the new GTA GTA Six, which whenever that will come out, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so and then hopefully this patent can spread from not just GTA but into other gaming um, genres and make their AIs more believable, which is something that a lot of games can use, uh, is AI and NPCs that aren't going to be a buggy mess and just kind of, like, do their own thing or run into walls or uh, <laughs> just kind of, like, run you over in a car in some form right, of way. Right, right. Yeah. Some sort of awareness. They're going to install Tesla's fucking uh, <laughs> system inside of uh, Grand Theft Auto. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. so when you're trying to change lanes, like the camera cuts on for you and everything, uh, uh, but the yeah. computer's just reading that. Like, oh, somebody's it's, changing it's... lanes. Maybe we should stop when it gets in the vicinity of this car. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And some sort of... Uh, not a one fix everything uh, reaction for things. You know what I mean? No, uh, I got what you mean. It's just cool to see that like the AI is still being worked on, which of course it's going to be worked on for a while. It's not going to be perfect. Um, yeah, dude, they got to fix that yee yee ass haircut. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, but that yeah, yee -yee -ass I whenever <laughs> <laughs> whenever GTA uh, Six comes out, I will definitely look forward to how the NPCs and AI is working in the game. Um, plus, just the environment and world building in general of a GTA game. Um, so yeah, I'm going to jump a bit. I know we have this one down, but I feel like it's in the same process of graphics and AI and betterment of, of gaming in the whole. So the Hellblade devs show up their photorealistic graphics for Project Mara. So if you don't know who, uh, what Hellblade is, Hellblade is a game based in Norse mythology where you play Suena, uh, uh, no, Sen Senua, who goes down to hell to rescue her lo long-lost love from the clutches of hell herself. Um, I played the game very dark, very like terrifying, but amazing at the same time. Very high fantasy. Um, I love it. Um, and they're making a second game called Suena's uh, Sacrifice, which is uh, a sequel to what the first game was. But they're also working on another uh, horror game, psychological horror game, called Project Mara. And this is what we're talking about. While Project Mara's exact nature remains enigmatic... Um, uh, ig Jeez, enigmatic. I can't say words right now. 
yeah, Enigmatic Ninja Theory, the developers, have released a new video that shows off some of the tech powering the game's photorealistic graphics, and the results are quite interesting. So, on this, which I'll put in the uh, Discord links, or you can look it up yourself, they have a 4 minute and 30 second video that explains how, what they're going through to make these uh Yeah, I watched graphics. it, and those graphics are crazy. Like, you, you know how, like, the Forza Horizon cars look? Like, that's how the whole yeah. game is. It is. It is. It's very, like it's like watching no. Ex Machina. <laughs> <laughs> it it is very crazy how far graphics have come in 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 uh, video games in like the past. I don't know half a century. Like just yeah. It, it's it's very crazy how how far we've come because if you watch this, it shows like the real game of what they're trying to produce and the end game engine, and it's very very similar. And then they show that building up, they're creating dust particles, um, just like they're focusing on very fine details. So if you get closer to something, yeah, you'll like actually the drought see... and stuff like that, like yeah, like like the same way that the hair looks in Pixar movies. You know, what I it's mean? it's like, so good. I know, and dude. Like just... they individually like fucking put each one's one of the strands in, and have it flow so naturally, like yeah really beautiful uh, shit. but it as in the video below above the one that i was talking about ninja theory co-founder and chief creative uh tamim antonides i'm gonna butcher his last name explains how the studio decided to recreate a real physical location for project nara which takes place entirely inside one apartment in order to achieve the desired levels of photorealism, the studio's artist jury-rigged a scanner to capture high-quality references of real-life materials. In a similar move, the studio hired a specialized firm to scan the interior of the apartment to make sure they recreated every detail. So, not only are they just kind of like photorealistic -reali making this apartment look good, but no, they're, they're trying they're to minute... like fucking scanning it in. Yeah. They're like, they're making sure they get every minute detail. It's like down weird to... science, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's so crazy to just see this stuff come to real life because it just shows how much how far we've come and how far we still are going in this direction of gaming and trying to create this like at some point we're gonna get to a point where it's just gonna be so hyper realistic that we're not gonna be able to tell the difference. We're gonna be um, in the holodeck, bro. Like, you won't even gonna... know. We will be in the fucking holodeck. It'll be awesome. It look as hyper realistic as Matrix does. Um, Bro, imagine being in the holodeck and playing a zombie game. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> like, I would not be okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not. I don't play. I don't play scary games anyway. Fun fact. You about don't me, play guys, scary games. Fun. Yeah. Fun fact about me, guys. My anxiety level is already high enough in life. Um, I don't need to add more. I I'll play the scary games as the person on this podcast, but I'll I'll uh, watch so. you play scary games, and <laughs> as long as I'm not in some sort of first person mode. But then again, if it's like a dungeon crawler, like that's kind of scary. I'll play that. You know what I mean? Because like, like Dark Souls. I mean, yeah, like that. That's cool. I was thinking more two D. You know what I mean when I said that. Oh, two D. Like, yeah, like yeah, a scroller. Yeah, yeah. You know what I, I mean? Get you mean. Just yeah. Yeah, but um, I like I like scary. Cool I like uh, like scary two D scrollers. Like those are cool. Okay. Like with the retro music, um, I really enjoy those. Uh huh. I I'll play any game if it interests me, even if it's a scary game. I'll play it. Um, 
But yeah, moving on to our next bit of news. This is <laughs> you know actually what? about. Uh, I, I equate playing scary games and my anxiety to like eating sour candy on purpose. You know what I mean? Like. I'm not a big fan of sour candy either. I don't know. I don't know, man. I am. Like, I like sour candy on occasion, so I'll eat it on purpose. I'm that kind of person, but I mean, I could bite oh, into well. a lemon and be fine. Like I love lemons, but like oh, I'll eat I'll eat lemons and limes on my own. And yeah, yeah, like, I like limes too. <laughs> I know. And people look at me, they're like, "Those are so strong," and I was just like, "Okay, yeah. like keep yeah. your opinion oh, well. to yourself, man." But uh, I was just sharing like a fun fact about me, whatever. No, that's nice fact. Um, <laughs> but speaking of new facts, um, we got some stuff about Star Wars Battlefront Two. As after Star Wars oh. Battlefront 2 was given away by Epic, the servers crashed. So, Epic. yay! Epic! <laughs> yeah, so... Epic fail. <laughs> uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 is currently available for free on the Epic's Game Store, but you might have trouble playing anything other than single-player modes. Players have been seeing error codes 623, 918, and 721, all of which point to the same problem. No connection to EA's servers. Yes. Wow. EA hitting us again. Uh, EA Sports, uh, get off the game. <laughs> <laughs> get outside. <laughs> Go outside. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. EA, uh, EA has been There's working to fix the problem. What'd you say? EA Sports. There's someone at your door. You leave. You come back. There was nobody at my fucking door. Like, but it keeps saying that over and over again. Get like, off. Like Game Get Cube. off the couch. Like do 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 do. Oh, man. Um, EA has been working to fix the problem. As the EA Help Twitter account explained, an incredible number of players have joined us during our at Epic Game Store free week, and we're scaling up new servers to welcome you to all the battle from. So they're saying that since there's a new uh, surplus of players, the servers just immediately crashed because of the amount of players coming in. Um and they just weren't ready, I, apparently. But I it's it could be that or this that EA was having technical issues as they sometimes usually do. Um, yeah. Although the sub yeah, although the subsequent uh, tweet suggested the problem has been fixed, saying that quote unquote, we're happy to report report the issue affecting hashtag Star Wars Battlefront Two server capacity has been resolved. Players in the replies are still seeing the same errors. Yeah, and and the person who wrote this article literally says, "I just fired it up, and I couldn't connect either." So, <laughs> oh yeah. It, oh, also, it probably doesn't help that Battlefront Two offers double XP weekends, drawing back existing players as well as new ones who couldn't resist the opportunity to blast some noobs trying to trying it out for the first time. At least you can still play the single player campaign, which is fine, I guess. Some of the Hashtag, uh, not, no, some of the quote-unquote defend someone until this blue bar is full objectives drag on a bit, and it's yet another Star Wars game that gives you a lightsaber then expects you to enjoy killing alien bugs with it, which is a hard to argue with the price. So, uh, single player doesn't sound too great, but people love the multiplayer and stuff like that. I know they have this new battle mode where you can play as different characters from the Star Wars universe and fight against each other. I didn't even know this was possible because at one point I saw BB-8 fighting Darth Vader and he won. So, Dude, I remember how excited I was to play the first Battlefront when I got it because it came in the bundle with my PS4. Oh. Uh, yeah, dude. 
that was the bundle for my PS4. I mean, that I got sucks. a co- like in the bundle. It came with a bunch of old Star Wars games, so I I have like retro Star Wars games on my PlayStation Four. But like, yeah, fuck, I wanted a good one. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of those things where it wasn't good at start, and it just got it got updates that made it better over time. Same with Battlefront Two. It wasn't good at the start, and then it got updates that made it better over time. Um. But yeah, that's it for the Star Wars news and everything. Hopefully, this stuff will be fixed soon. Um, I don't know when, but whenever it'll be. Um, but moving on to a another um, series that I enjoy is Fallout. Uh, I have two things about Fallout. One, uh, the first one's about Fallout seventy six. I know no one wants to hear about it, but I don't care. Um, so something cool about Fallout. Uh, the 76 is that you have shelters this is a new thing they implemented which is like an underground base or camp where you can just build it to look whatever you want to someone decided to recreate the first bioshock game in a fallout shelter what so the fuck? they <laughs> gameception i know it's, it's really cr- i watched this little trailer of the person explaining all about it. it looks really really cool it's not like the full game of bioshock because of the size of the shelters and but it's like an intro and or like an introduction or like just a uh, a homage to the bio the original Bioshock game in Rapture, the city that it takes place in. Uh, the Bioshock series and Bioshock being one of my favorite game series of all times, this just makes me even more excited. Um, the Bioshock series is officially leaving Rapture and Bioshock Four. Um, Bioshock 4. Okay, I'll get onto that soon. I did not know this this was a thing. But the deep sea dystopia now lives in the form of Fallout 76 Shelter. Using the only the in-game tools, Kenneth Vig, uh, who Fallout fans may recognize as the creator of Chad, a Fallout 76 story podcast. I did not know this was a thing. Has transformed the shelters into a stunning recreation of Rapture. Also, uh, there's a clever use of Fallout 76 items, like how a bungalow serves as the bathosphere, and the jellyfish are constructed from lamps. Glass walls, along with some of the landscaping, provide an accurate rapture-esque terrain. That sounds like an acid trip, dude. Like... (laughs) (laughs) It's a a bit... But it is very, very uh, creative of how they did this. Um, The plasmid vending machine is adored with vault girls... Rather than little sisters, and there's a not so big daddy, aka guy in a guy in a diving suit. Um, this project Steve? took the span of two weeks. Huh? Scuba Steve? Yeah, Scuba Steve. Uh, this project took the span of two weeks, and to get the mood of the structures right, um, I ended up replaying the first uh, levels of Bioshock to make sure my memory served as correctly in terms of how I wanted to lay it out and recreate the experiment experience so he didn't create just like all of bioshock he created like the first main part of bioshock and i watched this and it actually looks really really well done um but yeah that was just something i thought was interesting from the community that i'm a part of um i wish i could see it in game i just there's there's no real good way to get uh invited to players video uh, games it's more like random choice on servers um i wish they could implement something of that but since we're still on Fallout, um, there's a massive Fallout mod that has been released called the Frontier, and this brings the apocalypse to Oregon. 
which has never been never happened before. So the only places the Fallout games have taken place is I think California, New Vegas, DC, and Commonwealth. And I know there's one called being Fallout Miami, which is being taken place in in Miami, Florida. And I didn't know about this one, but this one is a Fallout New Vegas mod, which drastically changes the game and turns it into um, an entirely new landscape, new creatures, new quests, and everything. Um, and puts you in the play, uh, the wastes of Portland, Oregon. It's a huge mod with three new main quests, 60-plus side quests, and quote-unquote tens of thousands of lines of new, new voice dialogue for them. There are also new items, but the big new thing is drivable vehicles, which the mod creators are very proud of calling of calling them the best iteration of modded driving system for the Fallout title ever. I have seen mods for driving vehicles in Fallout. They're not the best. So, if they found a way to make it work, then good on them. I mean, like, yeah. Your enemies can also drive vehicles, which sounds horrible, but frank uh, frankly, thankfully, there is also drivable tanks and vertebrates, which vertebrates are just kind of like flying helicopters, ah, but with like two. Fury Road, you said? Yeah. <laughs> what fury road you said oh yeah <laughs> um i haven't looked really into it but a lot of people are saying this is a really impressive looking mod the player player area is the same size as the original mojave desert in new vegas with the mod itself having a higher file count than the original new vegas in some respects it also has more interior spaces in the base game and all the dlcs combined it's something like 65 or more hours of gameplay all told wow yeah, so just a new wow. new thing that I found. And then, I did not know about this from the last one. This this it was an article that actually just came out. I'm adding an article in. Ooh, sacrilege. Um, but I did not know that they were making a Bioshock 4. And this only came out a few days ago. I'm going to go through it real quick. But Bioshock 4, everything we know about the new game and the new studio behind it. 2K created created a new studio to develop Bioshock 4. Um, after a year or so of rumors, 2K finally came out to acknowledge that, that Bioshock 4 is in development. It's been six years since the last Bioshock game, Bioshock Infinite, being one of my, being my all-time favorite game. Um, double the time between each of the other three games in the series. After at least one internal cancellation and reboot, Bioshock 4 is now properly on its way. But... Other than that, I mean, there's not much detail about it. They're just they just announced it, and um, it was only in December 2019 that 2K announced a game of the studio working on the game. The press release didn't give any details on the game itself, so we're mostly just a speculation and waiting. Um, there is no release date. The new studio to work on it is called Cloud Chamber. Um, 2K describes the new studio led by Kelly Gilmar as a collective of storytellers eager to push the front lines of interactive entertainment by making unique, entertaining, and thoughtful experiences that engage the world. Um, which, by shock, the series has greatly done over the years. Um, one thing that we definitely know is that the Ken Levine, creative director of Bioshock 1 and Infinite, won't be involved, which sucks. Um, Levine shut down Irrational Games after wrapping up Bioshock Infinite and since launched a new smaller studio, Ghost Story Games, also under 2K, and worked on Unannounced Project. Most More than likely, this game is going to be a shooter, going to relate to the Bioshock games, but it could be set in an entirely different place, and I'd be okay with that. So, we shall see over 
the next few years. I don't know whenever this will come out. If it will come out. Right. Yeah. So since this game has been on and off on the books, like there's been like when Bioshock Infinite came out, they all they had this like thing that 2K was like, okay, we're gonna try to make Bioshock Four. But Irrational Games, the creators behind the the developers behind the Bioshock games, got shut down after like a year or two after Bioshock was done. Bioshock Infinite was done with all its DLCs or so, and that really made me sad because I loved those games and I wish there was more of them. And now that they're creating this new uh, new studio to take hold of these games, hopefully it brings back some of the old developers. I know that the main guy is not going to be there, which is sad. Um, but hopefully they do a good homage to the series as a whole. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's surprise news that I did not know about. But, oh. Did not want to open that. Um, but also speaking of, we have two more topics to go over, uh, such as a new game by the Bloober Team. I have never heard of the Bloober Team, but the Bloober Team is a studio that has revealed its new game, The Medium, and its system requirements, and a new sure trailer if I like for the that game. Name or not? <laughs> what the Bloober you say? Team? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not sure if I like that name or not. I know it's it's a little weird. I I did. I was like, okay, this is. But looking into the trailer, this game actually looks pretty promising. Um, the Bloober team has created some games over over its uh, stake, and I did not know that they created this game. These games, they mainly create uh, horror games in the aspect. So games that you probably wouldn't play, Jasmine. Um, right. But they have created. Uh, Layers of Fear, Observer, and the Blair Witch game that came out, I think, in like 2018. So, yeah, yeah all they're three still of those going. titles sound like something I totally would never watch. <laughs> but yeah, keep, I, keep going. I played do, you, do you Yeah, I played Layers of Fear. It is a terrifying game. Um, but this is called The Medium. And <laughs> I mean, the game is called Layers of Fear. Like, that. It is. It is. Yeah, it is much more than just, like, the title itself. It's... Ah, oh, jeez. Okay, but getting into this game. Bloober Team's upcoming horror mystery is about a woman who can walk uh, between the real world and the spirit realm. In a third round of our twenty and uh, 2021 fantasy draft... What? What is what is it? Ta- oh, okay. I don't know what it's called. Um, call it a feeling or a premonition, if you will. Pro- Bloober Team hasn't quite hit... What it's aiming yet, but it's due, and I'm getting really good vibes off this one. Uh, with its new release now a little over a week away, the studio has dropped a new trailer digging into some of the medium's abilities, and more practically, for those uh, of us who actually want to play it, revealed in great te- detail what sort of hardware we'll need in order to do so. It's a good range of specs that's not too demanding on the low end, unlike Godfall. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not too demanding, but still. But still demanding in a sense. I'm going to go over a few of them. So the minimum requirements for the PC is going to be 180p slash 30fps low present. OS is Windows 10 64-bit. CPU is Intel Core i5 6600 or AMD Ryzen 5. GPU is GeForce 1650 Super or GTX 160. Uh, RAM is 8 gigabytes. Storage uh, is 50 gigabytes HHD, and DirectX is 11. 
this is the minimum requirements. There's a recommended requirements, which looking into it, the only difference is that it's 16 gigs of RAM and and the GP and the GPU is different. Uh, GeForce GTX um, 1660 Super or AMD RX uh, 5600 XT six gigabytes. Then there's the high, F which uh, the high settings, which is 100 and uh, no, it's 1440p, 30 FPS, um, and uh, in the GPU it needs is a GeForce RTX 260 Super or AMD 5700 XT. The all the other stuff is pretty much the same. Then they have an ultra setting. <laughs> And I'll you can read this on your own. But then they have race ray tracing for minimum recommended high and ultra as well. This game comes out on Steam on January twenty eighth, but it also comes out on Xbox Series X as well. So it's like a kind of an exclusive for that get for that for that. Um, but right. yeah, I've looked into the the cinematic trailer and I've looked into the the fourteen minute gameplay trailer, and both look pretty good. Um, I don't know if I'll ever play this game, but it does look like a game that definitely people of the supernatural horror mystery genre fans would actually probably find enjoyable. Um, so, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it's just something I found about a horror game since we don't really talk about them on here. Uh, but... <laughs> Moving on to our last bit of news. I found this, and I'm so happy I found it. Oh, man. Uh, so, you skipped if you the ever... Minecraft thing? what I skip? Oh, the Minecraft. Yeah, it wasn't on my... It wasn't on my tab. Sorry. That is yours to take. That is all you. <laughs> no, no, but go ahead and do yours. Oh, no, no, no. I want to leave that... I want to leave that one for the last. Just trust me. I like... I want this one last. So, do... Let's talk about Minecraft, then update. Yeah, um, Minecraft uh, in their Caves and Cliffs 1.17 uh, is going to release this summer, as we know when we all watch Minecraft Live. You know, the Mine Con, whatever you want to call it. Like, um, but... It was our first episode. Yeah, it was our first... It was our first episode. And, uh, which to, the to this date has, like, the best ratings out of all the ones that we've done. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... <clears throat> Excuse me. They are dropping. They just dropped something early that we weren't expecting, and you know Zach had some real low hopes for it back when we went over caves and cliffs. But uh, they've made the glow squid functional and creative. You can uh, open up the uh, like all your eggs and everything, and they have the glow squid in there now. And when you kill them, they drop uh, like iridescent ink, essentially. So, yep. yeah. bioluminescent ink sacks that you can use to make glowing text. I don't know what that means by glowing text. Maybe text that glows in the dark or something. Yeah. Um, just combine the ink sack with another item at the crafting table, then use a regular glow sack if you want to remove the glowing effect. So, yeah, it's just kind of it, when we first talked about this, there was the poll for the for the three different mobs that you could choose from. Yeah, one the, the moo bloom, what, right? Like, or the yep, the. Moo the Moo Bloom, the Isilager, or the Glow Squid. The Glow Squid being the least functional and the dumbest of them all. Um, <laughs> but now that seems nobody like wanted actually... the Moo Bloom. It was really between the Isilager and uh, the freaking Glow Squid. But Glow yeah. Squid won, guys. 
Yeah. But yeah, um, the glow squid pretty much uh, when back then it really didn't have anything other than oh it just it floats in the water, but it doesn't even glow. Like that was the second thing that was it doesn't even glow and it doesn't do shit um, <laughs> like a normal squid, except it just I guess now it gives you ink that makes uh, things have glowing text. Which I don't I'm know exactly with. what that means. Maybe for signs, or maybe it's like the text itself that, like, on the items. I don't know. So, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. But yeah, but ultimately, the glow squid won the final vote between it and the Isilager, which sucks. Yeah, but, I mean, oh well, maybe we'll get the Isilager in the near future or something like that. Uh, maybe not. We'll see. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. Either way, like... Yeah. But at least the Caves and Cliffs update is coming out with some heck of a lot of new shit, so yeah. that's exciting to look forward to. Such yeah, as this, this summer's going to be wild, indeed. <laughs> I know. Such as our... Minecraft's going to be an entirely different game when that mm-hmm. comes out. Uh, and we'll be free to play it during that time, because school won't be taking up everything. Um, right. Yeah, but on to our last topic of the of tonight. Uh, this one is also a surprise and is coming out. I'm pretty sure it actually just came out. Uh, but you can now officially get yourself a giant Mountain Dew body pillow because you deserve it. Yeah. Oh, save some pussy for the rest <laughs> of a sec. why seek human comfort when you could have a gigantic mountain dew body pillow instead that's right mountain dew is taking its marketing to a new comfortable level with a humongous body pillow modeled after the sugary high field soft drink do you need one no should you get one anyway absolutely um Oh, man. The body pillow is officially licensed and is meant to be perfectly designed after an actual bottle of the drink. Do the do the do without the actual so drink itself. So how big is big? Like, it doesn't say it. Like... Yeah. How big is big? Is it, like, a six-foot one? Like, we talking, like, I, a ten-foot bottle of Mountain Dew laying in your bed, you know? Like... I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure if this picture is real, then it's, it's about... I'm pretty sure, like, five feet tall... Uh, maybe maybe more real talk, but you can buy this at the official Mountain Dew store. We'll be offering the new pillow sometimes in March, although the exact date hasn't been given yet. Regardless, when it arrives, we'll we'll always know that our plushy Mountain Dew pillow is there to carry us through these trying times. Um, would you like an egg for this trying time? Would you Would you like a Mountain Dew for for these trying times? For these trying times. Yes. What? Uh. uh Ah, ah, ah. One Mountain Dew. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Two Mountain Dew. Ah, ah, ah. I can't do it anymore, man. I think the cold metal sin is getting to me. Yeah, yeah. I just oh, popped man. a loud uh, ass bubble for my fucking gum. Isn't that like, yeah. like, uh, online, you know, 101, don't chew gum in the mic? And I'm over here like... <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Uh, man, I don't know how big it is, and I'm never going to get one of these, but I guarantee you once these things are going to come out, they're going to pop up everywhere. Everybody's going to have one. All the celebrities and influencers are going to like What if they strap like an actual bottle of Mountain Dew in the middle? Like, and you didn't know all those years, and then like one time your dog rips it open, and then you like reach inside, and there's like a 20-year-old Mountain Dew. 
and it, it, it's all solid and it's just like cohesive and coagulated into some kind of like mush. Yeah, like a gelatin, and it just slides out of the can and plops <laughs> on the ground like Damn. fucking cranberry, jellied cranberry. Ugh, no, no, I can't deal Cat with this food. anymore. <laughs> uh, oh, that's gross. I'm sorry yeah, for the mental is, imagery. I, I, yeah, disturbing, very disturbing imagery. Uh, <laughs> but that is, I think, the last of our topics for today. It is the last of our topics for today. Yes. And, uh, uh, so, you know, I would like to what? Say, no, you you go what? ahead, Zach. You go ahead, Zach. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I would like to thank the people for listening to this podcast, especially since we are both under the weather, um, and getting through a sniffling and coughing and yeah, just, sniffing and coughing fit, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, um. That's it for this week. We will talk to you again next week. Yep, um, and don't and forget, like I'll I'll be giving you guys weekly reminders up until the week that it happens. That the week of the fifteenth, we will not have our normal uh, news podcast on Wednesdays. Yeah, we'll probably have a special spitting spoilers or trash dog or something like that. Yep. So look forward to that. Um, do I have anything else? Do you have remark? anything else? Yeah, yeah like I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm asking you now, bro. Like, do you have one of these facts to just like lay down on the people? Like, cause I'll be like, don't, don't, like, free, don't freebase and run down the street like Richard Pryor. <laughs> <laughs> That's mine for the week, guys. Crack is whack. That's another one. Um, shit, I had something and then I lost it. It, it was a it was a quote from Mac from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Now I can't remember what it was. <laughs> Diabetes. Uh, fight milk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Become the crow, bro. Become the crow. No, that wasn't it. But I can't remember. Um. Yeah, dude. They put actual crow in there. In the fight milk? <laughs> Haven't you seen the episodes, bro? <laughs> they put crows inside of it. And it makes people violently ill and they cut weight. That's the whole point of fight milk. They sh- they shit out their brains. Yes, pretty much. Like They send yeah, people to the hospital. That's what they do. Uh-huh. And, but it's all the rage for the muscle men because it gets them toned and sleek. Um, I just remembered what it was, though. Um, <sighs> crap. Why do I use... My brain is just fried after this cold medicine, man. Yeah, dude. Um, also, it's like uh, almost 11.30, so... Yeah. It is. It is almost 11.30. Now we're just kind of spit, spitting nonsense. Oh! <laughs> what? What? Can't. You can't do that to me, bro! <laughs> oh, okay. I, I remember what I said. So Mac from Always Sunny in Philadelphia has to remind Charlie to never eat the seeds inside an apple because they contain cyanide. Oh, also Cyanide the skin apple. on an apple. The skin on the apple is poisonous. Skin apple. Yeah, skin and apple. Skin and apple. Skin and apple. Doctors Welcome to my you. city of There's- skin and apple. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, we're leaving. We're Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Spitting Nonsense podcast. If you enjoyed anything we talked about and want to support or talk to us, we have included all the links you need at the Spitting Nonsense podcast on Discord. 
The link is posted in the description. Thanks again for listening.